You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast, I guess. I am Daniel. I'm Clint. And uh, hey, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the tastiest protein bar that there ever was in all the land. And Daniel. And that thus ends the positive comments on today's podcast. Hey, if you're new to the pod, welcome. Come back next week when Daniel and I might have some oh, better things to say. You bet. You better give us two. You Just better go ahead and pencil us in for a couple come weeks. Come back when we have better attitudes, because this week is not it. You don't have a good attitude either, listener, which is why you're here with us. We're glad you're here with us. Uh, Daniel and I started this podcast to be for fans by fans, and sometimes that means taking your licks and just being, nope. just just licking your wounds all together, pitying one another for the sorrow that we are. That's that's what fandom is just, sometimes. You're right. It's fandom is an opportunity, uh-huh. as we'll probably get to later in the show and throughout the week. Right. Fandom is sometimes an opportunity to just be freaking mad, and that's what's happening here today. Um, we got a lot to discuss. It's not like there's not a lot of content yeah. out there, a lot of meat on the bone. I don't want to discuss any of it, but for you, the listener, we this is uh, Daniel. We will. I, I, my voice suffered from this last week, and this is what happens when you yell at a TV for three hours straight. Uh, you get this voice. I broke my phone. I got a crack in the screen on my phone. Didn't notice it until this afternoon, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, didn't notice it because apparently, when you slam your phone down on gravel, uh, it uh, it's not doesn't take ideal. too kindly to that. You know what else isn't ideal? Uh, tripping and falling and giving up a 95-yard touchdown pass. That's not ideal. Hey, Daniel. Either. Take take a number, okay? Take a number. Oh, oh sorry. Are we not to that point We're not in to the, that point of the game yet. Oh. Okay, great. Uh, hey, Daniel, okay, I started well, this if, podcast. Like I said, for fans, by fans. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We started this podcast. Daniel has uh, mentioned on the Locked On Bulldogs or Locked On Bulldogs podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network uh, after the South Carolina game. And that was a good exercise. That was our. In mm-hmm. that was our our premiere show on the Locked On premiere episode as Locked On Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, well, it feels like we're back again. Guess who's back? Uh, annual reminder. Uh, <clears throat> yep. Uh, intern sure. intern Michael, get your hand on the edit button right now. Like. You're going to need that censorship button. This is uh, trying to keep this podcast safe for families, safe for work. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be tough. Tell the people how they Look, can get in you, contact. If you want to correspond with us, uh, Twitter handle is at Dogs Podcast. We can't promise that we will reply, but we we do read them. <laughs> Email is LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. Uh, we can't promise that we will reply, but we do read them. Um it takes a lot to muster up the energy to type onto that keyboard these days. But listen, uh, keep sending them. We appreciate your feedback and comments. We appreciate your thoughts. We know uh, what it feels like to be a Georgia fan. And we respect the fact that we're not coming from a, a place of condescension to you, the Georgia no. fan. We're not trying to act like we know something you don't. We know that you are feeling just as deeply and as strongly as we are. And so we come from a place of mutual respect. Uh, if you're new to the show, thank you so much for being here. Subscribe. Uh, it does get better from here. 
so subscribe to the podcast. We are here five days a week. And um, if you like the show, leave us a five-star review. It won't help us feel anything, but it will help us. Uh, we, we, it, we it'll still help will other appreciate fans that need to hear this podcast and cathartically dump. That's right. That's what it'll do. That's right. So cathartic dumping. Get your buckets ready. Um, so Daniel, here, Clint, how do you want to frame this? Doing? Yeah, how do you want to? How do you want to frame yeah. this today? I mean, look, it's here's the question I'm going to pose to you. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to start with a question. All right. You look at any time Georgia loses again. <laughs> this is a question. Anytime. This I'm is a statement veiled as a question. By the way, people. Nope, nope. This is a legitimate question. I'm going to. It's a. It comes with a little setup. Okay. Anytime Georgia loses a game in the sport of football, uh, whether it is to the best team in the country or to an unranked garbage can of a team, anytime Georgia loses a football game, Mm -hmm. when you look at social media, when you talk to Georgia fans, you get one reaction and one reaction only, Clint, and that is full-scale, scorched earth, tear it down, to the studs and start over. Everything is a disaster. Burn it all to the ground. And so, Clint, I'm not. I'm not speaking one way or the. I'm stating that as a fact. If you would like to dispute that, Georgia fan, then go on Twitter for two seconds and 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 then come back to me. Uh, Clint, is that where we're going today? Is that a warranted response? Is that where we are, for better or worse? Not remotely close and look here's the deal you georgia fan i'm talking to you georgia fan and i put georgia fan in quotes with this next one that you were on twitter easy now yep calling for kirby smarts firing easy now easy now don't easy look i just ask you this here here's here's a simple way of of framing this tell me who you're gonna hire that you think is gonna get you over the hump of nick saban other than Dabo Sweeney, go. Sorry, including Dabo Sweeney. Tell me who you're going to offer the job to who's going to accept well, it. That's what I mean. Like, yep. Who? 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 Oh, no okay. one. Okay, no one. Okay. Um, if you want Kirby Smart to be fired, I'm sorry. There's a place for you here on this podcast. This is a place for Georgia fans, by Georgia fans. But I have nothing to say to you. No. If you want, to, if you want Kirby Smart fired, no. We won't be covering that subject matter on the podcast. That, that was I the end of the believe, subject, right there. We just covered it. Uh, look, can Kirby Smart win the big game? Uh, the 2017 Rose Bowl called, and uh, the 2017 SEC uh, Championship I was say, did game. He, does called. he have an SEC Championship under his belt under three years? The 2017. Of is Kirby Smart Mark Richt? Uh, stop. Okay. Not no. Listen. No. Listen. You, you could throw whatever record at me. Just watch the game. Just have eyes and watch the game, and you'll understand that, that those records are not similar. Okay. That's not what we're dealing with here. Okay, so we are not no. Kirby homers who defend everything Kirby does. Okay? Kirby makes poor decisions. Listen to the pod. He we wants- are critical often of his in-game decisions. Correct. But... um and and we're not we're going to be critical maybe of some decisions that he's made in the end game and the big and the big picture running of the program here. But the answer is not burn it all to the ground and get rid of Kirby because the fact of the matter is is that this 
this is a team that's talented enough to beat Alabama. Did we beat Alabama on Saturday on the road in Tuscaloosa? No, no we did not. No, we didn't. But that's getting rid of Kirby Smart's only going to make it worse. It's not going to make it better. Uh, no, we don't need to burn it to the ground. We don't need to go to studs. Uh, Daniel, we have other takes on the game, and maybe we can place blame rightly where it should be. Uh, but first, Daniel, maybe after the game, you needed a moment to to have have a little time to yourself. You you got the robot. Oh, I needed a moment. You got the robot. Yeah, I needed. A, you got the candle out after you burned down your house. That was the house that burned down. Uh, oh, we're gonna go to the studs on something. Something. Let me down. just say that scorch. Some earth gonna get scorched. Uh, okay, but just it doesn't have to be all of it. No, no. Uh, maybe you need some time to chill and relax, Daniel. Uh, and maybe that time to chill and relax, you went ahead and looked at your refrigerator and you found Coors Light in there, Daniel. Now, I don't know if you're like me, uh, but often sometimes when I need to chill, when I need to relax, when the go, go, go of life, when it's just pedal to the metal of the time and I need to go ahead, snap a cold one open, uh, drink, get a little time to myself, that's where I go to the Coors Light in the fridge, Daniel, and I have myself a little me time. Because, Daniel, this beer is literally made to chill. I don't know if you understand that. Oh, it, oh, it, in so many different ways, Clint. So many different ways. Uh, it, it's cold lagered. It's cold filtered. It's cold packaged. It is made to chill. It is as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies themselves. Have you been there? Oh, Clint? I've been there. They're crisp, and they are, in fact refreshing uh so when you want to hit the reset button when you need a little moment to chill when things have not gone the way that you hoped that they would on a saturday uh do what we do reach for coors light the beer that is made to chill um and uh celebrate responsibly coors light brewing company golden colorado go ahead and go to get yours at coorslight.com new look delivery straight to your door at get.coorslight.com Dot com. Damn, that's not the only thing uh, that we enjoy on this podcast. Uh, we also enjoy Built Bar, Daniel. It is uh, it is chilling in a different way. It is chilling. It's not not so much chilling. And how tasty! I was just gonna say it's chilling once you take that one out of the freezer. That's when it's chilling. That's right. Oh, that's a yeah. That's an M Dub's executive producer intern, Michael Spencer. That's exactly right. That's right. Uh, if you don't know what Built Bar is, Built Bar is this fantastic protein bar that Daniel and I have been plugging for a long time. Why? Because it is tastier than tasty. Uh, these things are high in fiber, low in sugar, uh, incredibly, incredibly, incredibly tasty, soft, chewy. Uh, no matter what you're doing, if you're on the go, you need a meal, uh, you're recovering from a workout, whatever you are doing, Built Bar is the place for you. You go ahead and go to builtbar.com right now. You enter the promo code lock. On you're gonna get 20% off. That's 20% off your full order. Billbar.com, whatever you need, the tastiest protein bar you've ever had. All right, Daniel, since we're not taking the things down to the stud, since we're not burning all earth, um, let's talk about some places that we can go to say this was not it. Like this was definitively blame should be placed here. Can I ask another question leading into this section? Uh, please do. This is the question that I asked my son as we were just huddled together on the on the couch watching the fourth quarter. Um, two dejected men yeah. just watching our beloved football team suffer. Uh, 
And so I'll ask you what I asked him. Are you more disappointed with the offense or the defense? Um, this is this is an easy one for me. Uh, okay. Both, Daniel. <laughs> both. Okay, that wasn't that wasn't one of the choices, but uh, I'll allow it. No, um, I'm most disappointed in the offense, not the defense, and here's why. Uh, what we had said last week on this podcast is Kirby made decisions in game previous years against Alabama, knowing. Uh, that we were going to be put in bad positions by the offense. And here's what was so disappointing about the offense. Daniel, uh, we were so close on so many things. Against Alabama, we've said this from the get-go too, you can't have small misses against Alabama. You're going to go ahead and take down the Giant. You can't drop passes, Burton. No. Like Trey Burton. Oh, Jermaine Burton. Sorry, I don't time care. I, you, Trey. I don't care if Stetson could have thrown it a yard shorter. Were your hands on the ball? Did your hands touch the ball? Twice. Twice. There is no excuse different times. In, on the planet that you can tell me that you tip that, oh, mistake here. Because mistakes like that snowball effect out of control, Daniel. We had the opportunity to answer and go ahead and go blow for blow on a couple things to put our defense in better position. And they didn't. We knew that they were going to score on us, Daniel. We that That was not a question. This game indicated sure. that was going to be a thing. We knew this was going to happen. The defense held us in there as best they could, came up stout on a couple of big plays, and that's what we asked them to do. We knew they were going to have a good game plan for us. Nicobe Dean comes with a blitz, comes with a sack. We tip a ball. We get turnovers. We stop them on a couple of good series uh, where, where they don't get a three and out automatically, but it, two first downs, and then they have to uh, punt. Um, we were there. We had an opportunity, and the offense just was not – the wide receivers and Stetson was not it this game, even close. So it's the offense for me. Clint, you're disappointed by the offense. I am. Uh, I'll be the one to say it then. Go ahead. I'm, I'm disappointed by the defense. And, and listen, I'm, here's, the part, here's the part of the podcast where I say I went over to Locked On Alabama – and I and I I guaranteed that Georgia would not give up 35 points to Alabama. Uh, Clint, you can't turn the ball over 200 times and beat Alabama. It, it wasn't little misses. You understand what we're saying here? It's not. You said you can't miss the little things. Well, yeah, is three interceptions a little thing? No, no. that's not. That's not a little thing, Clint. Was the defense always put in the best field position? No, they certainly were not. But were there multiple times when they ha- when we had Alabama backed up and then they proceeded to drive the length of the field and either get a touchdown or a field goal, score points? Was there a time at the end of the half when we allowed them to move down the field and get a field goal going into halftime? At the end of the day, Clint... 564 yards is 564 yards. 417 passing yards. 147 rushing yards. Clint, did Najee Harris run all over this defense? All did they hum- over. did he did he humiliate yep. this Bulldozed. defense? Did he fall forward on every single tackle? After contact, it was guaranteed two and a half, three yards that he was gaining after he got hit. Listen, we're 
we will talk as we move forward in the week about the big picture for this defense. Okay. Sure. But if you're mad that I'm telling you I'm disappointed in the defense, then you, you just didn't watch the game. Like you make excuses. Did the refs make some sure. bad calls? Gosh. Yes. Sure. Sure they did. Mm-hmm. Sure they did. They're always going to. Did, is that what cost us the game? Nope. Giving up 41 points. What cost That's us? That's it. This 564 yards. It's what cost us the game. Not being able to stop the runs. What Najee rushing for five yards a carry to the tune of 130 something yards. Clint, that's what cost us the game. Uh, it's, it wasn't good. The defensive performance was poor. Uh, we didn't get to the quarterback enough. We didn't cover enough. Uh, we got beat on some schemes. We got beat because their dude was better than our dude. Uh, look, this is the best offense in the country. It's it's not even close. But we weren't supposed to give up 41 points to them. I guarantee you we weren't supposed to give up 41 points. And so, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Clint... Was the offense disappointing? Yes. Was 24 points enough to win the game? No, probably not. But we could have scored 40 and lost the game, Clint, and that's discouraging. Uh, I'm going to ask Daniel a question coming up after this. Daniel, here's my question to you. All right. People have been all up in arms. Like you said, get on Twitter and just or don't don't save yourself the time so here's my question to you was this when we lost the game was it a i'll give you three options okay a because of the referees okay b scheme or coaching or c execution Hmm. can i go d is execution pl- the wrong players? Uh, <laughs> or is that scheme or coaching? Yeah, that's that's scheme and coaching. Okay. Okay. Um Well Let me tell you who wasn't at fault. Okay, that's a good start. In my opinion. Yep. Okay. Uh the referees were terrible, and we know they were terrible, and, and if the game had been closer, we'd be on this podcast talking about how the referees the referees didn't steal it from us, so it's it's okay. That's not what cost us the game. They were terrible, and everybody knows they were terrible, but it's not worth talking about. No, it's not. Um Todd Munkin didn't cost us this game. Todd but, Munkin and did I'm not, not definitively. I'm not here I'm not here for the Todd Munkin talk nope. either. Because I thought I thought, uh, in hindsight, could you have called some different some plays differently? I mean, yeah, if you know that every pass that gets thrown is going to get thrown into a defensive lineman's left hand, then yeah, you could maybe scheme things up differently. But uh, we thought, I mean, there was some great play design in this great game. Great play design. I mean, ask James Cook if the play calling was drawn up well, if things, you know, things were orchestrated. Some great easy throws in the first half for Stetson Bennett to convert those third downs. Uh, Todd Monken wasn't at fault. And so I'm going to say it's a combination of execution and the wrong players being asked to execute. Can I go with that? You 
So you some absolutely sort of a hybrid model. Give me, give me the percentage because I think the percentage leans heavily on the execution side, not on the player personnel. There are huge gaps in player personnel. I'm totally with you, and I think you're talking about DB specifically one-on-one matchups, expecting a safety and a linebacker to run 40 yards with a wide receiver. Like that. There was a play when Monty Rice was running with Jalen Waddle down the field. And, and real quick, Monty. Rice. Real quick, doing an admirable job for a middle linebacker. A, f- a very admirable job. Richard LeCount was 15 yards behind the play. Correct. The- what? Yeah. What? Yeah, no. The- what? Well, well, he was 15 okay. yards behind the play when he wasn't sucking up on the 10-yard cross to give up the 50-yard post. Yeah. Well, learned his lesson and uh, got got beat both ways. Uh I I don't I I honestly I don't know how to respond yet in terms of percentage because I am still it's Sunday night as we record and I am still processing and working out my Stetson Bennett take right now. Everybody's got a Stetson Bennett take and I, I have um, mine. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go first then because that's the part of the part we can't get we can't finish Monday show. We can't wrap Monday show and not Talk about the the five foot one inch elephant in the room, and that is Stetson Bennett. Two things are true, can be true at the same time. Sure, we can win with Stetson Bennett, but it's going to require a perfect pitched game to win with Stetson Bennett. Okay, I'm saying this roster is talented enough. I'm not backing off my claim that we can win. If we can win with Jake Fromm and get there, we can win with Stetson Bennett. And yes, he's short. And yes, they jumped. And yes, they tipped. Yada, 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 yada. It takes a different game plan. Todd Monk is going to have to change up some things to get him rolling out, to get him easier passing lanes. I don't know if we want to do that. Can we? Sure. So we can with Stetson. It's not all his fault. He's done a great job. And by by the way, Georgia fan, We've won games because of Stetson Bennett. So I get your your desire for more, but but go ahead and just slow your roll on all four there. All right. Like he, he's done some good things. So that's true. But also, if we want to be the type of team that can go ahead and pull out a 90 yard pass when we need it, a change of quarterbacks needed. So two things can be true at the same time. Yeah, well, so the national championship, which we've said goes can be won with Stetson Bennett, goes not only through Florida in three weeks, but it goes through Alabama again. Maybe twice. Maybe twice. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> uh, and so, I mean, can Stetson Bennett – Score 35 points against that Alabama team. Because that's the minimum I think we're both feeling right now. Now, again, now people are going to say, and people have said, Georgia, you know, it's not necessarily an indicator what happened in this game. Not necessarily going to be true in the next game. But let's. I just don't know if the defense, if, if the defense is going to be able to hold Alabama. And so, can Stetson Bennett beat Kentucky? Can he beat Florida? Look, I, I've, I give you, a, I say a hundred percent confidence that Stetson Bennett can beat Florida. Yep. Uh, look, 
because they're Florida and we're Georgia. And like, that's, that's really all you need to know that we still have Kirby. They still have Dan Mullen. So can Stetson Bennett win the rest of the games on the regular season schedule? Absolutely. He can. And if Kirby smart wants to go one loss SEC championship game against the number one team in the country with a quarterback that's perfectly capable of doing that and nothing more than Stetson Bennett's your guy. I don't think Stetson Bennett beats Alabama this year, though. And I'll just, I'll say that now. I will say because of that, because of what I saw on Saturday night, I certainly would slow down on my Stetson Bennett can lead us to a national championship if everything else goes right. The defense needed to be a lot more for me to say that. So uh, at this point, I probably would advocate for a change in quarterback, but uh, honestly, it all still feels so fresh that I'm still I'll still reserve some I'll reserve some time to continue processing that and making that decision. More on that later in the pot later this week. I was going to say we'll be back tomorrow, and you better better believe we'll be talking to the quarterback. Uh, and we don't have a look ahead game because well, Dan Mullen decided to just throw everything a wrench. He just don't care no more. He No, he don't. He don't care. Uh, hey, we'll be back tomorrow. Locked on Bulldogs. Your team every day. We will see you guys then. See ya.